Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Hey, Cricket customers. Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah. Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. We love God, and we love people, and you know we love life. Well, shalom, everybody. I am Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop, Pastor of our Research. I got my good friend, a brother from another mother, the Bishop, Dr. John Brandon, and uh, we're going to have an amazing conversation uh, centering around mental health, behavioral health, um, as well as in this October month even going into November, um, that is this Clergy Appreciation Month. How do all of those things converge? How does the man of God and mental health and behavioral health, how do all of those things converge? It's going to be an amazing conversation. Here's the goal, that after our conversation, that uh, one, your life is enriched and it's improved with some practical steps um, to see uh, change in your life. So Bishop, uh, you pastor uh, in the Colorado Springs area, about an hour south of Denver, Colorado. And uh, you and I have been friends now for a number of years and I appreciate and celebrate our friendship. Would you introduce yourself to those um, that may not be familiar uh, with, with who you are? And if you're not, just listen, just, just keep watching because you'll see him. He'll be in the pulpit after a while. But uh, if you're not, you'll see him. But if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself and talk a little bit about your background because you have done a lot. Talk about, about your background and then we're going to jump in. Well, amen. Well, thank you, first of all, for this opportunity. And uh, as you say, uh, another brother from another mother. And I love you like a true brother. And, uh, you know, we just celebrated your birthday. And it meant a lot to me to be able to have that one-on-one -on -one time with you to celebrate you, another leader. And uh, uh, and we're going to get onto that a little bit later on. And what, what I mean behind it, getting to celebrate you as another leader. So I've been blessed and I've been honored to be a man of many, many hats. Uh, I work as a trusted care coordinator for the uh, Air Force. And what it is is I'm responsible for going in and training the military hospitals on how to give proper patient care, proper patient safety. Uh, another hat that I wear is I'm a mental health uh, practitioner. And so uh, some of the modalities that I use is cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectic behavioral therapy, uh, mindfulness, stress reduction therapy, uh, motivational interviewing and motivational interviewing. All of these different modalities are based upon what type of diagnosis you're trying to treat a person with. And uh, so one of the reasons why God had me go into this is because a few years back, I said, Lord, you know, we are as a pastor, people come to us for guidance, spiritual guidance, uh, uh, 
literal guidance in, in just navigating life and some of its uh, abnormalities that we have to deal with. And so the Lord took me down that line of going through first getting a master's in psychology and then get a master's in marriage family therapy, then going on and getting uh, all the different certifications and then a doctorate degrees and a couple of things. And, uh, and, and I had to do that because being uh, an overseer of an international ministry, I had to truly learn what real worldview was. Because worldview when it comes to religion is totally different than worldview with just customs and courtesies. Mm -hmm. Because I remember uh, uh, I was in a restaurant in Germany and I enjoyed this meal. I mean, I really enjoyed this meal. So I just laid my knife and fork down on the plate and like it was nothing because I was good, you know, beating my belly and everything. Sure, I had a sure. great time. <clears throat> the chef came out of the kitchen highly insulted that I did not appreciate the meal that he had just prepared for me. The chef. And so I was like, whoa, whoa time out. I enjoyed this. This was great. And so the host that I was with showed me something as simple as by laying the knife and fork down on that plate and they crossed was an insult to the chef that I hated the meal. Wow. The total opposite of how I truly felt. And so that let me know that, hey, if I'm going to be dealing with this here international ministry, I truly need to become cognizant of customs and traditions and courtesies. And then the other side of that is the mindset. Mm -hmm. of people with different customs. And so then, of course, the best hat of all that I truly love is being the husband of one wife. And uh, my baby has been with me now 41 years, brother, 41 years. She wow. needs a, a world award. Right, right. <laughs> world award for putting up with me and the father of three awesome children. And uh, so that's that's a little bit about me. Amazing. You know, let's talk to leaders because... Um, Every 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 leader um, deals with a variety of challenges, not only yours, but when you are a leader, you are dealing with those that you lead. And one of the things that I love that you said is you took the time to get the education to be able to see things from different perspectives, which is so important because a leader, if you don't understand the perspective from which people are operating from, you will mm. then um, sometimes be you will make certain minor things major and then you'll make major things minor because you yep, don't yep. understand the again back to your point of worldview and this is anything because you've got you got pastors that are watching you've got entrepreneurs you've got people leaders in family government all of that uh, who sometimes say why don't people blank right every leader says mm, mm, why don't mm. they this why don't people think to do this not realizing that everybody has a different pedigree which shapes their perspective how would you say that getting um, going through the process you did to educate yourself helped to shape um, you as a leader, not just seeing it from your background, which was, you know, you had a military, some military background, all these things. What, what would you say helped to shape um, or, or how did that help you make you a better leader having these other perspectives? Oh, wow. Uh, uh I guess the best way to do it is what you ended on, uh, 26 years of military experience. So let me say that again. 26 years of my life being on the line that at any given moment, I had to go wherever the government told me to do. Bishop, let me say that one more time. Right. 26 years of not knowing if I would see my family again. Mm -hmm. Can I say it one more way? Mm -hmm. 26 years of at my spoken word, sending men or women into life or death. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I got to say it one more time, a different way. Mm-hmm. 26 years of having to deal with attitudes, mm-hmm. dealing with personalities, mm-hmm. dealing with flaws in leadership, dealing with people who believe they should be in charge and will kill you if necessary to put them in charge. 26 years having to deal with all of these different things will get a person to see, you know, there is far more to this than me just saying do it. And so I had to learn uh, proper coaching skills of how to talk to people, how to, you know, they say that the definition of leadership is the ability to get an individual to follow you without reservation. That's true leadership. Mm. If a person follows you just because of your title, you haven't truly convinced the leader in you to them. When people follow you because they say, this is my leader. They're going to go where you go. They're going to stop where you stop. And they're going to say what you start saying. And so because I had to deal with traveling all around the world, but now it's easier for me to say where I haven't gone versus all the places I've been, I've learned different nuances of people. And I've learned that what meant one thing in American custom was an insult that could get you killed in another custom. Sure. And so I have learned that, you know, I need to get educated about this stuff. And I did not consider it robbery to sit in a classroom and be tutored by someone else in an area where I was, for the most part, uh, lacking. And so I said, you know, I'm dealing with people and the military is so cognizant that we have challenges in dealing with people that the military was sending me to schools for mm-hmm. psychology and schools for communication and schools wow. for leadership and schools for uh, uh, convincing people to change their mindset. And so if you just look, my wife says it's my love me wall. When you see all of these uh, mm-hmm. accolades that I got from the military on my wall, it was from all the training that they put me through. So, Bishop, if the military will put me through all that because I'm going to lead people into arduous situations uh, that may cause their life, how much more do I need that when dealing with people in the church and the body of Christ? How much more so do I need that when communicating with you as a fellow uh, leader, dealing peer to peer, uh, understanding the challenges that we go through as, as leaders in the body of Christ? Now, the difference between me leading somebody towards conquering a specific area in another country, they can see that. Right. But what about leading people to serve and follow a God they can't see? Sure. And the only God they see is the God that's in you. And that's where my life has to be indicative of my words and my words have to be indicative of my life. And so I understood that it was incumbent upon me to get this right. Right to get this right. And so then I dug into the education and my family tells me that I'm a, a, a professional student because even now, Bishop, with all the degrees I have, I'm still in school right? Uh, uh, because my field is one that requires us to constantly stay in education. Uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the Western culture is the baby for mental health. Eastern culture has been doing it for 2,000 years. Wow, that's good. But us as a Western culture, we are 200 years of dealing with mental health. Brother, you go back less than 100 years, we were doing lobotomies for people that was uh, determined to have alcoholism. Wow. Instead of seeing it as a, a 
disease, we saw it as a sickness. Mm. And so now we see that it is a sickness caused by a disease from alcoholism. So our mannerisms and our methodologies of dealing with those are far different than giving a person a lobotomy. That's so good. I love what you said because every leader is should be a learner. Every leader should be a learner. Uh, every every leader should be a student. Um, and and if you're gonna grow, if you're gonna be effective in leadership, um, let, let's talk about this. Um, effectiveness in leadership um, requires you not to only be a student, but effectiveness and leadership requires you to place yourself in the position of saying, I don't know everything. And many mm-hmm. times leaders feel the burden to be the expert when the reality is your strength is in being the student. You just mentioned it practically. I'm the same way. I uh, believe in learning. I believe I, I learn. I grow every single day. I'm a student um, in every single way. Um, and I don't just learn from situations, Bishop, that uh, are people that I think have accomplished more than me or done more than me. I look at everything and learn from it. I mean, in the Bible, we learned some powerful lessons from Balaam's donkey. A genie mm, is what yeah, you yeah, yeah, to yeah. As a, as a female donkey, a genie is what you refer to as. His Jenny taught us more um, than, than perhaps anything, meaning God can use anything to teach a lesson. Why, why do you think it's so important for leaders to take that posture? Because we see so many leaders, let's use church, 1,700 pastors, bishop, quit ministry every single month. Half of that, they estimate, is from the Rocky Mountain region west. Mm. I think a lot of that, and not to oversimplify very complicated issues, uh, and very nuanced issues, but I think a lot of that is because if the posture of your mind of a leader is I'm an expert, not a student, when you fail or something doesn't go to plan, you're devastated instead of inspired. Mm. Oh man, uh, uh, I, I hate doing name calling, but this person I have to uh, use, John C. Little, uh, Lieutenant General retired. He gave me a plaque and on that plaque it wrote, it takes an outstanding follower to be a good leader. Yes. So good. <laughs> and so hey, hold on, let's say it again. It takes an yeah. outstanding, outstanding follower. follower to be a good a leader. Good leader. Wow. Yes, sir. And so my my derivative of that is if I can't follow, I can't lead. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus, Jesus gets 12 to follow him, and those 12 would then lead 12 nations who then eventually impacted the world. Mm -hmm. And we continue to uh, articulate those things that were learned by them and taught by them. But we have to learn, watch this, more pastors mess up teaching and preaching a sermon out of context than they would if they took the time to properly study out the lineage behind the subject matter that they want to teach, that they can teach it even if they want to hoop it. They can teach it in context, and it's, it is contextual aspects of words that give us growth. Sure. And so when I started looking at the mental health field, brother, I learned that just using one word wrong in mental health can cause a person to commit suicide. Right. Absolutely. And so, and so now they even tell us that we, we shouldn't use the uh, formation of commit suicide but we say that they were successfully taking their life. 
Mm. So why why did did the lexicon in that have to change? What was what's the difference between right. commit suicide and they took their life? It says that it was when you say committed, it says that they had no way out. Mm. Whereas we always have a way out when we're going to make a choice to take right. our life. But when you say committed, it said they had no way out. So we go back in the scripture and we look that there was a brother by the name of Judas who had a way out. Mm-hmm. But he was convinced that there was no way out, so he committed suicide. Right. Let, let, let's and, pick up on that, Bishop. Let's pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Because what about leaders that commit suicide in the form of sabotage? Not literally. Oh, wow. Oh, but wow. Begin to self sabotage. Not just pastors, but entrepreneurs, business owners, where you sabotage, you quit, mm. you give up your business because you thought you had no way out. We're in mm. the season of a pandemic, and many are prospering a pandemic. Um, but maybe there's somebody that's watching and listening where they're experiencing some challenge, some problems in the midst of a pandemic. Where let's just pick that. We got to hit that where mm-hmm. they feel like they have no way out. And so they sabotage what they have and destroy it. Yeah. And the yeah. reality is, I think that goes back to my original point, which is when you feel like you have no way out, that means you've made yourself an expert because in your mm. expert opinion, there's no way out. Opposed to being a yeah, student yeah. to where a student is inspired to get creative and investigate the nuances and, uh, and the proclivities of the situation to get out of it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So 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 let's let's look at that. Uh, the Apostle Paul, he says, uh, looking at some athletes, he says, when these athletes train, they all train to run well, knowing that only one is going to be able to win. Right. Nevertheless, they give it their all to hope to be that one. So in this here state of a global pandemic, there is no greater position to be than a leader in the body of Christ. Mm. I'm going to say that again. In a time frame where people don't know where to turn, don't know what to do, don't know where the lifeline is. There's no better time to be a man or a woman mm-hmm. and it's a leader in the body of Christ leading people to hope, H-O-P-E. And so a lot of people who give up, they give up because they feel there's no hope. Mm-hmm. You, you made a great statement when you said that they are so educated within their own mindset that they say there's no other recourse. I'm an so I, I had a... Mm-hmm. There you go. I, I, I had a dream uh, uh, last night and in my dream, it woke me up from 2.15 a.m. until I felt, finally fell back to sleep about 4.30 a.m. Wow. And so I shared with my wife, I said, babe, I got to make a couple phone calls. I got to reach out to some people and ask them, what does this mean? And she says, and so she said, well, what, what, what was the dream? I said, now watch this, Bishop. Don't, don't get nervous. Now. Mm-hmm. I said, I heard people that I know are dead calling me. Mm. I said, I need to find out what that means. And I said, the one that shook me the most was when I heard my mother's voice. Mm. So I said, I need, I need to talk to somebody. I did not want to lean to my own understanding. Right. You hear that? I did not want to lean to my own understanding. I said, I need to reach out to somebody else and ask them, hey, what is your spin on this? What do you take from this? So your listeners right now, they probably on the internet right now, Googling, hearing dead people calling, you know, all <laughs> kind of things like that. Sure. But this is spiritual. You see that there? It is it is a natural thing that has a spiritual connotation to it. And so I feel within myself that I don't have enough tutelage in it to figure it out for myself, even though I can research. I'm great at research and being a former warrant officer, we were research masters. So but I need to hear 
from someone, those whom, whom I look up to, those whom I, I entrust their levels of expertise and say, hey, what do you get from this year? And so that was something you and I were going to talk about. You just right. didn't know about it. Right, right. But, but that, is, that is the thing that we cannot get to a point where we rest in thinking and feeling that we know it all. Right. That's where you're doomed. Right. right. So Jesus, being 100% God, 100% man, mm-hmm. always would re- relieve himself by getting alone with the Father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we found that at one time frame, when he got along with the father, it was so hard that the father had to send angels to minister to his son. Right. And so now if the son of if the, if the, 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 the son of God, the king of glory needed to have those come to minister to him, who are we to think? We don't need to be ministered to, that we don't need to go to higher levels of understanding or higher levels of education to get a more solid understanding about what we might be dealing with, especially when you're dealing with other hearts and other souls and other minds. That's so good. And here's one of the challenges I think that people run into. And and what you just said is so powerful. That's one of the reasons we created the Harvest Bible College, for example, because I wanted to make sure that individuals had the ability to get a theological education, associates through doctoral level degrees, um, so that they would have solid biblical knowledge. And so maybe for those watching, listening, you want to take advantage of that, go to harvestsearch.church. You can see that. That's why in Harvest Church, we have something called the apprenticeship, where we train servant leaders. Um, that, that's a biblical concept. Every rabbi had uh, those that uh, would take on his yoke. And if, mm-hmm. if he thought mm-hmm. that a Hebrew young man um, in that culture at that time, only men could be rabbis. Of course, the apprenticeship at Harvest over the men and women. I'm a big believer in celebrated women. In fact, my November series, in November, I'm doing a series called Seize a Bad Mama Jama. Who does a women <laughs> series in November? And that one, that wasn't a commercial, was it, Bishop? It was a, oh, absolutely. It was a shameless commercial, absolutely. Um, but, but, but in addition to that, though, we created the apprenticeship so that people were able to be trained and developed. I realized that training has to be continual. And here's one of the things that I have seen leaders do, leaders in business, leaders in any area. As I've seen leaders, you said the key word, people that you respect or you admire or you look up to or have greater knowledge. Here's what I've seen leaders do. I've seen leaders get their information from a source that is uh, not well-equipped to be able to assist mm. with that issue. Mm. And, I, and let me let me make it very plain because I was trying to word it real nice. Let me be real plain with it. I have seen leaders look down to go up. Mm-hmm. I've seen leaders mm-hmm. look down and go up. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. look down like a person is beneath you, so don't interpret it. Right, 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 right. I'm right, saying right. you went to a person that doesn't have the information. You asked a cursed person how to be blessed. You asked an unfaithful person how to be faithful. You ask an unsuccessful person how to be successful. You ask someone that um, you don't respect about an issue. Talk about why it's important that the Bible says in a multitude of counsel, there's safety, but not in everybody's counsel. Right, right. That's right. The Bible always says that we should not even sit in the seat of the scornful. Correct. Okay. So so we, we have to be careful with the audiences that we select to give us information, especially when it's information that's going to cause us to make soul decisions. 
So, so my, my, my wife and I, our, our, our uh, agency is Rayetto, R-H-E-O-T-O. That's reaching hands as each one teaches one. And one of the things that we focus on is mentorship and counseling. And in our counseling department, we deal uh, uh, with marriage counseling. We deal with mental health abnormalities. And in our marriage department and counseling, my wife and I counsel together as a team. Now, now why, why do that? Uh, number one, I had to make sure that my wife was properly credentialed. Mm-hmm. Just because she was my wife didn't make her credentialed. The state has requirements that a clinician has to have. And so my wife's a registered psychotherapist and my wife has a master's in counseling. Okay, so so now I have my master's in in, uh, marriage family therapy. I have my master's in psychology and I'm Mm -hmm. working on on my doctoral in counseling. And I'm working on all of these different things so that we can be qualified in man's eye to do what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Now, watch this. The biggest qualification that comes with our couples counseling is we've been together for 41 plus years. Now, that doesn't mean that every a uh, counselor has to have been married in order to counsel in marriages. I'm just saying the successful ones are the ones that have walked that walk. It's kind of like you going to a, a, a child uh, psychologist with your child and all they have is book knowledge. They have had no children. They don't know what it's like to deal with the screening of your child continuously sure. all day. And then when your spouse comes home, your spouse doesn't want to give you adult conversation. Your spouse wants to a treat for him or herself to recuperate, negating the fact that you've been bombarded by gag, 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 gag all day and wah. Right. Okay. That causes serious mental uh, drains on that person who is in that position all day long. And except one who has been in that, it's difficult to truly understand that. Am I saying that in order for me to be a good uh, substance use disorder counselor, I've had to deal with drugs? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I don't have to have necessarily walked the walk to have learned why you don't take that that's what I'm saying. Right. And so when you when you're actually dealing within the clinical realm, and this is where the church goes wrong, the church cannot just say we're going to pray about it. The church has got to send you to the experts. Now, let me say that again slow. If it wasn't necessary for us to send you to the experts, God would not have given a, a, a neurosurgeon the ability Dr. Ben Carson, to separate two Siamese twins. If it wasn't necessary for us to have that ability, God would not have given us that. But because it's necessary for us to be God's hands in the earth, God has given us the intellectual ability as well as the technological ability to do a lot of the things that we do. So am I saying that I don't believe in faith? you absolutely out of your mind. It takes faith just to wake up, Okay. So I have a very strong uh, measurement of faith. But the Bible says God has given unto each man that measure of faith. So that measure of faith measures totally different based upon your life stance in one person versus another. So you can have a person who, who can pray the prayer of faith and somebody be raised from the dead, but they can't turn around and heal their own self. Now we got the Apostle Paul with that situation. And then he goes to God about that situation three times. And what does God do? He rebukes him. 
says, I've dealt with you with this here issue three times. Don't bring it to me again. My grace is sufficient for thee. So we understand that there are some things we are going to have to carry in life. But even while carrying that, I can still have liberty. So you mentioned about talking, uh, going down for advice while you're trying to go up. Huge mistake, huge mistake. That's like me as a quote unquote man of God going to Satan for advice on serving God. Right. You, you right. don't do that. You don't do that. You have to go to those who are in the direction of where you're trying to go. So if you're trying to be rich, you don't take financial advice necessarily from a poor person unless they're telling you what caused them to lose their wealth. And, and I this love is the, why they didn't do right, that. I love the nuance you just gave. I love the nuance because you just said a, you said a lot, and 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 I want to unpack it. But let's start right there. We'll start we'll start unpacking that bag right there, because that's not the discount. If you're a student, even the Jenny, right, the donkey, has something mm -hmm. to teach you. Even if it's don't do it like that. Now, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when it comes to what I do need to do, I don't know that I need to, I, you know, chew the meat, spit the bone. That's probably where it gets bony <laughs> right through mm, there. Mm, mm, there. Mm, yeah. Be because that nuance is so important because sometimes as leaders, people will look at people, well, so-and-so doesn't have, especially now, like we live in a social media culture. So people will look at a person and say, well, they don't have a lot of fun, so I'm not going to listen to them. Well, that's not necessary. It's called social proof. Yes, sir. And social yes, sir. proof means, um, for those not familiar with the term, social proof means if it does well in a social or pop culture context, then that means it works. That means it's effective. That means it's successful. Problem is that is not always accurate. That's not always true. Person can have millions of followers and be crazy. They could be a yes, yes. They could be ridiculous, <laughs> uninformed, uneducated lacking the prowess necessary um, to give you the right information. But if you're judging it off of this social proof concept, you'll miss mm -hmm. it. I said all I have to say, as a student, you can learn from anybody. And I love the nuance you made, even if it's to learn from someone, hey, what not to do. But I am not going to ask an unfaithful person how to be faithful. My question of them as a leader would be, so tell me what got you to this place? Why'd you stop? Yeah, 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 yeah. The questions yeah. are different, right? Let's dig in on that because the questions are different. When I'm going up for counsel, the questions are different than when I perhaps am looking, and I, I say looking down, but not in a negative way, but just to yes, illustrate that a person's going to someone that's not necessarily achieved or acquired or is that's not their peer or above. It's it's someone that they're leading. Mm -hmm. So so here here here's a a good uh, uh, example. I'm saying I want to uh, get, I want to open a school. So I don't go to someone who never finished school. I go to someone who has a school or who had a school to learn what not to do as well as learning what to do. You, you, right. you go to the vein of the direction you're aspiring for. Right. That's not, that's not, the, you don't go the opposite direction. So, so if, if, if I'm, if I say I want to be a chef, if I say I want to be a cook, I'm not going to talk to someone about cooking who hates the kitchen, who's never cooked a meal. They burn water. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to that person about being a good chef. Conversely, if I know that I have an issue, and, and I'm going to deal with this because I'm, I'm feeling this one, Bishop. If I know that I'm dealing with anxiety, mm -hmm. I'm not going to go to somebody who equally is dealing with anxiety and ask them for counsel of how to stop my anxiety. 
they're dealing with anxiety, so they can't tell you how to stop their anxiety. You need to go to someone who is not dealing with anxiety. And even though they have a myriad of things in life that should cause them to have anxiety, they're able to be at peace in those storms. That's who I want to give me some understanding and some tutelage on how to be able to operate peacefully inside a battlefield. That's and good. so, so I, I look, I look at what, with what you've done with, with Harvest Bible College, for example, and, and, uh, and, and I got to kick myself for not finishing what I'm supposed to be doing, uh, of finishing up. But, but I think that it is when we look to see the accomplishments of another that it should inspire us to say that, hey, if God is no respect of person and he'll do that for him or do it for her, then, hey, what does he have for me? Right. And so we look to those people and we do those conversations. Hey, what were some of the processes you had to go through to accomplish that? What are some of the, the pitfalls that we need to look out for? And, and what is it like trying to deal with a multicultural congregation in an area where it is, watch this, rejected? And then you see, a, a lot of pastors are not paying attention to that. You got some black pastors, I want a white congregation, but you don't know their lingo. You don't know how to talk the talk that they talk. You don't know how to minister the way they're looking to be ministered to. Because one of the things that I've learned by my uh, uh, Caucasian counterparts, they are high on education. You look at any application for applying for some of those ministries, brother, they want a doctoral degree, a PhD. They want you to be well-educated. Very few times do you find that they want you Holy Ghost filled. <laughs> okay? It's because they want to know what can you teach me is what they're, they're hungry about. So, so uh, one of the things that I love about uh, uh, DORA, that's the Department of Regulatory Agencies. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it, it says regulatory agencies. So that means anything that you have to have a license or permit or a certification for, you need to be registered and go through them. And that's done to protect the people. Okay. Otherwise you'll have Bob Joe over there uh, saying he has a counseling center and has never been to any school. Sure. You know, sure. so, so you want to make sure these people have the backgrounds to give you the assistance that you're looking for. And so I just listened uh, in a call just uh, uh, last week where they were going over some of the complaints that had come to them about practitioners. Mm. And it blew me away how there were people still practicing knowing that their licenses were expired. Wow. Wow. Brother, that's like driving a car. No, your car license is expired and, and know praying that the right. cop don't pull you over. Right, right, <laughs> right. Absolutely. You know, and then you get a cease and desist order from the state. And now if you do get your license back right, it's going to be a hill and a couple valleys trying to get reestablished because you didn't take the time to take care of the necessary dotting of I's and crossing of T's. I love it. I yeah. love it. Mm -hmm. I love, and, and I, I love what <clears throat> going back to your example of uh, you know um, starting a school. Um, someone that has a school, what to do? Had a school, what not to do? Dropped out of school. How do I make education more effective? Mm -hmm. See, when I live as a student, everybody can teach. It's just the type of questions that I need to ask determine what direction I'm looking into and what I'm looking for. Um, mm -hmm. Some of my most effective idea, effective methods. Harvest is um, known for, for example, going after the lost, reaching those that are unchurched and dechurched. Um, I, since 
a kid have been in church. Mm. Um, I don't know what it is, Bishop, to be a clubber. I don't know. The, mm. the first mm. time I went into a nightclub was one we rented to have a Christian club in. Well, we had Christian Brother, I used to be a DJ. Yes. <laughs> Listen, you, you was you was booped up. You were going. I, I, right. I, I, I knew how to drop the beat. Listen. I knew how to drop the beat. I knew how to change the mood. I knew how See? to change the atmosphere just with a song. All of it. So right. how much more so do we need to know how to do that in the body of Christ? Absolutely. Um, and so Bishop, we've just we've got just a couple of uh, a couple of minutes left. Let's talk about the importance of everybody. You and I are both bishops, oversee churches, pastors, ministries. You have many churches that are connected to you at Harvest Leadership Network. We have not only churches, but churches, businesses, uh, ministries, et cetera. Um, and the work of a bishop is to pastor pastors. It's to lead leaders That's to right. be a general to generals. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. um, why is it so important that those that are listening and watching, that they, if they don't have a connection to a leader, that they get connected um, and then they protect that connection. Um, oh man! Why is that so important? And, and your journey as a student. And let me just say, I'm a man in authority that is also a man under. That's right. That's right. Since That's I right. started, uh, I have always mm -hmm. been submitted to leadership and been submitted to authority. To where, if I was told to jump, my response was, "How high?" I wasn't in the military. Yeah, but everybody yeah, says yeah, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brother, if uh, uh, first of all. Anyone that's under a leader that doesn't have accountability to a leader, you in trouble mm -hmm. because absolute power corrupts. Mm -hmm. OK, absolute power corrupts when there's no one to give accountability to. They will set their own rules and their own standards. And if there's one thing we don't need is another aspect of legalism in the body of Christ. When God said, I come that you might have life and have right. it more abundantly. Right. So, so one of the things that I look at is that uh, a leader must have a leader. And so when it comes to accountability, if a leader does not hold him or herself accountable to leadership, watch this here, where you have to be totally submitted to the decisions that they make over you, you don't have true accountability. OK, if you could say, well, I'm not going to listen to them. This, that's not accountability. No, you just have a hangout crew. You have a hangout crew. Right. You say you have a board of directors, board of directors. Listen to that term directors. OK, these is a board that directs the way that you're going to go. And you may be at the helm. OK, but those board of directors truly direct where you're going to go. And so uh, uh, I get nervous when leaders don't have leaders. OK. And so leaders who are not already finding their successor can find themselves in a position that they die and the ministry dies with and them. And it dies with them, right. So we, we always, Jesus had his successors. Sure. He had his successors, you know, because sure. he knew that he would be leaving. So so I, I want to digress to two things real quick. One, uh, 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 when I was talking about celebrating your birthday, uh, it's one thing when our uh, followers celebrate us it's another thing when a peer celebrates you mm -hmm. celebrates your birth celebrates the importance of of who you are in their life mm -hmm. and i think that if, if if leaders really took that into consideration that this is a person who sees not only what i am they see who i am and they still find it not robbery to celebrate me 
that's huge. And so when we, the, one of the whole things in getting to this here is talking about that, that mental health. Mental health is when you're mentally, physically, and emotionally, and spiritually connected, mm -hmm. okay? And if one of those four is lacking, you have some work you need to work on. Christ said, I've come that you might have life right. and have it more abundantly. Okay, so when we're not finding that, it's because it's not always because it's not there, but it's what lens are we using to find sure. it? Like that. So I could go on with that forever, brother. No, I'm, that's I'm good. That's, that, that's amazing. <clears throat> that is amazing. Listen, so much that we covered today, so good for leaders. I pray you got some great takeaways um, today uh, with being um, a student. And uh, and that major that major major component uh, of that, uh, and even in that, being a student will affect how you make decisions. Because if your brain, back to your point, if your lenses mm -hmm. are set to where I'm a student, um, then it changes the way that you make uh, decisions. And so, Bishop, thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate you <laughs> and love you, my friend. You are awesome. And, uh, and amazing, and uh, and so we celebrate you and honor you for um, for your thank you, my friend. We appreciate you. Thank you, my friend. Love everybody. Have an amazing, an amazing, an amazing day. And uh, and listen, we want to help leaders go further, faster. So God bless you. Let's change regions so we can seize the harvest. Shalom. Yep, we love God, and we love people, and you know we love life. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.